Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Smart 7. Hey, I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Smart 7. And over the course of this week, we're going to be taking a look back at some of the biggest stories from 2022. Today, we're looking at January and February. The year started in much the same way as 2021 ended, with increasing numbers of COVID cases. With 157,758 new cases of COVID-19 on January the 3rd and 42 additional deaths. Many had expected that with high case numbers and rising numbers of hospitalisations, there might be new restrictions on the horizon. But a freshly barbered Boris Johnson was busy insisting that with the new variant appearing milder, there was no immediate need for further action. I think the way forward for the country as a whole is to continue with the path that we're on. Uh, We'll keep everything under review. Of course we keep all measures under review. But the the mixture of, of... of things that we're doing at the moment is, I think, the right one. And while urging people to continue with Plan B and to come forward for their booster, he did at least recognise that there were difficult times ahead as several NHS trusts had already declared critical incidents. Uh, The pressure on our NHS, on our hospitals, is going to be uh, considerable in the course of the next couple of weeks and and maybe more because there's there's no question that Omicron continues to, to surge through the country. And as Christmas wrapped up, schools were scheduled to reopen with testing and face masks to protect the kids as they returned after holidays. Professor Christina Pagel said the government missed an opportunity by not introducing a circuit breaker lockdown before Christmas that would have brought schools more time to prepare. You know, we've only just had some measures in schools that were implemented um, announced yesterday. There's masks, but there's also some more filtration units. We need we only need 7,000. We need tens of thousands. You know, we could have been planning that and we haven't been. So that's kind of unfortunately, I mean, we've missed the opportunity that we had to prevent where we are. As January rolled on, it became increasingly clear the government plan was to ride out the new wave of the Omicron variant and avoid any further lockdown restrictions at all costs. Boris was back in the big blue briefing room to reiterate the importance of sticking to the plan. We can keep our schools and our businesses open and we can find a way to live with this virus. But the weeks ahead are going to be challenging, both here in the UK and across the world. One royal who'd certainly had an annus horribilis was Prince Andrew. It began on January the 13th when, in an unprecedented move by the Queen, he was stripped of all his military titles and royal patronages as he prepared to face a civil case in the United States accusing him of sexual assault. A source close to Prince Andrew said he would continue to defend himself against Virginia Dufresne's allegations, although as a private citizen. They added that Andrew was unsurprised his bid to dismiss the lawsuit failed, but said the case was a marathon, not a sprint. The Sunday Times' royal editor Roya Nicker told Channel 4 News the move by the Queen meant the end of the Prince's royal life forever. There are no good options left for the Duke of York now, even if he's able to achieve a settlement, which we know from Virginia Dufresne's lawyers was on the table for the last few years, uh, and apparently there was not much response. Even if he's able to achieve that, um, we're not clear whether Virginia Dufresne is going to accept that. It seems to be she, she's quite keen for her day in court. But even if he does... 
he is never going to get, get back those royal titles and affiliations. That's gone forever. So this hope that we've heard from Prince Andrew for the last couple of years, I hope that he'd be able to return to, to probably just clear his name. Even if it goes to trial, even if he clears his name, the Queen has now completely shut the gate and there's no way back. Andrew fought to avoid a jury trial in a Manhattan federal court, with his team filing an 11-page court document which denied he was a close friend of Ghislaine Maxwell and continued to deny the charges against him. They asked for the case to be dismissed, but if it was to go ahead, they asked for a full jury trial. High-profile lawyer Gloria Allred, who represented some of R. Kelly's victims, told Newsnight that a jury trial will usually favour the plaintiff. She wants a jury trial because generally... Uh, a jury trial is more favorable to a plaintiff because a jury listens to the narrative presented by both sides and they generally develop feelings about that narrative. And if they agree with the plaintiff and like her narrative and find there's evidence to support uh, her claims, then generally they will award a larger Verdict. Then, just after Valentine's Day, the former Duke of York unexpectedly settled the case. He made no admission of guilt, but agreed to pay an undisclosed sum believed to be in the region of £12 million, which meant he avoided a high-profile and costly trial. He also said he never intended to malign Miss Dufresne's character, and he's pledged to demonstrate his regret for associating with sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. He's expected to support the fight against the evils of sex trafficking as a sign of public remorse. Lawyer for other Epstein victims, Lisa Bloom, said it was a very significant day. This is the first time that anyone has been able to really acknowledge that Jeffrey Epstein was a ridiculous predator who harmed a lot of people. He should never have been associated with him and that we should all be standing with the victims. In addition, Prince Andrew is making a significant contribution. I would estimate probably five, ten million dollars, something like that, to Virginia's charity, which is going to help a lot of other victims who don't get attention. At the end of January, we finally got to see at least part of the long-awaited Sue Gray report. In a dramatic day, Sue Gray delivered a partially redacted report which investigated 16 different gatherings that took place during lockdown and concluded there was a failure of leadership and judgment by Number 10 Downing Street. The government pledged to publish an updated report once the Met Police finished their investigation, having been handed 500 pages of documents and over 300 photos. Boris then addressed the Commons around the same time he should have been doing a call with President Putin. Firstly, I want to say sorry. And I'm sorry for the things we simply didn't get right, and also sorry for the way that this matter has been handled. We are making changes now to the way Downing Street and the Cabinet Office run, so that we can get on with the job that I was elected to do, Mr Speaker, and the job that this government was elected to do. Mr Speaker, I get it and I will fix it. Labour leader Sakir Starmer began his response by thanking Sue Gray for her work and pointing out the Prime Minister was under criminal investigation as 12 party cases were being investigated by the Met Police. He is a man without shame. And just as he has done throughout his life, he's damaged everyone and everything around him along the way. Former Prime Minister Theresa May was particularly damning in her criticism of Boris. What the Gray report does show is that Number 10 Downing Street was not observing the regulations they had imposed on members of the public. So either my right honourable friend had not read the rules, or didn't understand what they meant and others around him, or they didn't think the rules applied to Number 10. Which was it? 
February saw escalating tensions on the border between Russia and Ukraine as Boris headed to Brussels and Warsaw on Thursday the 10th to meet with NATO chiefs as Russian military exercises were underway on the Ukrainian border. US President Joe Biden warned the situation could get crazy quickly and urged American citizens to leave the Ukraine immediately. Boris said it was time to draw a line in the snow as the situation remained on a knife's edge. Our intelligence, I'm afraid to say, remains grim. This is probably the most dangerous moment in what is the biggest security crisis that uh, Europe has faced for for decades, and uh, we've got to get it right. The UK's then-new Foreign Secretary Liz Truss was in Moscow and had the difficult task of meeting with veteran Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. It didn't go terribly well, as he was dismissive of her efforts during the press conference and then walked off, leaving her at the podium. I'm... Truly disappointed that this is like the deaf talking uh, to the blind, etc. Or basically nobody's hearing each other. Um, Unfortunately, our attempts to explain ourselves have fallen on deaf ears. Fast forward seven days and on the Ukrainian border, there were a number of incidents between Ukrainian forces and Russian-backed rebels in the east of the country. Shells hit a children's school, injuring three adults but no children, and the US continued to warn that the Russians were trying to create some kind of incident that would kickstart an invasion. Boris too was warning of the danger of the next few days. A kindergarten was shelled in uh, what we're taking to be a, uh, what we know was a false flag operation uh, designed to uh, uh, to discredit the Ukrainians, uh, designed to create a, a pretext, a, 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 a spurious provocation uh, for Russian action. Uh, we fear very much that that is the kind of thing we'll see more of over the next few days. Although the US military continued to show satellite imagery of Russian troops and warning there was no sign of any de-escalation, Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vershinin said that some Russian troops are returning home. After military drills, Russian troops began to come back to the places of their permanent location on national Russian territory. The BBC's Eastern European correspondent Sarah Rainsford spoke to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and she asked him if NATO membership is still something his country wanted to see. If we're speaking about NATO, about EU, about uh, about uh, uh, temporary occupied territories, we're just speaking about our independence. That's it. That we are deciding what we want. We are deciding what we'll do in our future. Still to come on this special edition of the Smart 7, Russian troops roll into Ukraine and Adele had a Vegas nightmare. Right after this. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back. Free.
Monday the 21st of February saw events between Russia and Ukraine come to a head. It began when Russian President Vladimir Putin created an elaborate council meeting, all of which was streamed on YouTube, to discuss the Ukraine issue and heard falsified evidence of Ukrainian encroachment on territories run by Russian separatists. Then he gave a lengthy televised speech explaining his personal view of history and declaring that Ukraine is an integral part of Russia and that the two separatist regions of Donetsk and Lugansk needed help and assistance from Russia. In this regard, I deem it necessary to make a decision that should have been made long time ago to immediately recognize the independence and sovereignty of Donetsk People's Republic and Lugansk People's Republic. There followed a carefully choreographed signing of declarations with the two Russian puppet leaders, all of which were a breach of international law. Russian propaganda outfit Russia Today showed footage they claimed to be celebratory fireworks over Donetsk. Russian peacekeeping troops began rolling into the two new independent states. International reaction to Putin's declarations and effective annexation of two more parts of Ukraine was swift. Sanctions were announced by Joe Biden, prohibiting Americans from doing any business in the breakaway regions, with a wider range of sanctions ready to follow. The EU, Australia and other Western allies also promised action as the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed the nation and said that they're not afraid. We are on our own land. We are not afraid of anyone or anything. We owe nothing to anyone and we will not give anything to anyone. UK announced sanctions on Tuesday with Boris interrupting the Covid press conference to respond to the Putin move. This is plainly in breach of international law. It's a flagrant violation of the sovereignty and integrity of Ukraine. It is a repudiation of the Minsk process and the Minsk agreements. And uh, I think it's a very ill omen and a very dark sign. Vladimir Putin's forces didn't stop in the contested territories. In fact, only two days after his elaborate council meeting, air raid sirens rang out across Kyiv as Russian troops began what Putin described as a special military operation in Ukraine. Missile strikes and gunfire were reported around the airport, with more reports of explosions from multiple other Ukrainian cities and Russian marines in Odessa. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky urged for calm. We are strong. We are ready for anything. We will defeat everyone because we are Ukraine. He asked Ukrainians to stay at home as Russia attacked military installations across the country. But he said Ukraine's ready and he'd spoken to US President Biden. At the UN, a debate was underway on the crisis as the first explosions were heard and the Ukrainian ambassador to the UN broke the news. Too late. The Russian president declared the war on the record. Should I play the video? Of your president. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres made a heartfelt plea to stop the attacks before it was too late. I have only one thing to say from the bottom of my heart. President Putin, stop your troops from attacking the Ukraine. Give peace a chance. Too many people have already died. 2022 really did kick off with a lot of drama and we've time for one more dramatic moment before we wrap up this first standout episode for 2022. Adele was set to begin her Vegas residency way back in January. Weekends with Adele was set to run in the Coliseum at Caesars Palace for three months but the night before opening 
drama struck. Because of difficulties with the supply chain, as well as the wave of Omicron that was battering America, it proved impossible to get everything ready in time. Fans had already travelled to Vegas to see her, but she took to Insta late on a Thursday night with a really tearful and heartfelt apology. I'm so sorry, but um, my show ain't ready. We've tried absolutely everything that we can to put it together in time and for it to be good enough for you, but we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. I'm gutted and I'm sorry it's so last minute. We've been awake for over 30 hours now trying to figure it out and I'm really sorry. been the smart seven wherever you're listening do us a favor and hit the follow button we'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m have a great day written produced and published by daft Doris. without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.